Hi, welcome to the Rod and Sydney podcast. My name is Rod Lyman. How are we doing today? We have a nice little group here. Uh, we're doing some live podcast uh, at the New Vision Center in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm really excited about this. This is a lot of fun that we have out in the crowd. We have Carter, and I, we'd love him. He's a, he's an awesome audience member, and that <laughs> so you'll probably hear him once in a while, which is great. You know, he's he's cutie, isn't he? He's a Adorable. Are you kidding me? His uh, beautiful just, blue eyes. Yeah. So, Hi, Carter. So he, you may hear him in the background that. And the f- voice that you just heard that oh, was... Oh, he waved back. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I saw that. <laughs> the voice that you listen to and that's hollering about waving at Carter and everything else is the one, the only... Cindy Muby. Be our guest. Be our guest. Oh, Wrong princess, yeah, yeah. but she's a pretty one too, Bella. Is that Cinderella? No, that's Bella. Oh, that's Bella. The other, the other Ella. The other Ella. Gotcha. <laughs> I like to go by Cinderella. I know. Cinderella. You, know? you know, you and, and our next guest has were singing and dancing. You yeah. guys are a lot of fun. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff in that, and and it's it's beautiful. And and uh, Carter wants to sing and dance with you guys, and then he just, does. He, he does. Isn't that cute? Is that? Absolutely. No. So, do you think people get tired of me saying Cinderella, Cinderella? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the fifth time today that you introduce yourself as Cinderella. No, but it's so cute. Absolutely, I love it. Oh, Carter got taken out. I know. Oh. He's gonna be a year and two weeks from now, right? Um, he is gonna be a year on March seventh. What did I say? Two weeks. Yeah, a year and two weeks. Right. A <laughs> year in two weeks from right. now. So right. So March seventh, he will be. I think that's just a few days from Actually, now. Actually, you're right. It? Today oh is the second. Yeah. Do you believe that? I know. Yeah, time's flying. Oh, and that beautiful voice you just heard <laughs> is our beautiful and special guest, Christine Nicole. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're absolutely happy to have you, honey. Did you notice the little guy here in front of you? Oh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that is Rod, the inspirational um, uh, talk speaker. Oh. Yeah, he he's supposedly looks like me. So he's a, he's our new mascot. Put your glasses on, then yeah. she can yeah, see. Yeah. Really see, see. Let me see. Okay, a little bit. All yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, he's, the, the, he's got right. his glasses on. Yeah, yeah so. a little bit. Okay. Just, there's it's a very little. cute, though. I will. Admit. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Oh my gosh! So this special guest we have today, she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got all these beautiful gifts, and that besides being very beautiful, mm-hmm. and that and having a view. Very beautiful child. Mm. It's Carter and mm. everything else. That and mom too. Oh, yeah. mom's gorgeous. Oh yeah, your mom's gorgeous. I think it's because it's the hair. Your, you like her hair. Your mom's yeah. hair, don't you? So it's kind of like yours. Mom. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, hi, honey. Hello. So, what kind of gifts do you have? Well, I am a psychic medium, which means that um, I help people figure out kind of their future and where it's headed. And then, mediumship means that I connect with people that have crossed over. And then, kind of the third part of my job is I'm really great at giving advice. So, a lot of times when people get psychic readings, they say, Well, that sounds great in theory, but where do I actually go from there? And how do I you know, make that happen in my everyday life. So my job is to kind of also give you advice and direction of where to move forward in your life. I believe in co-creating your own life. So um, it's very important that clients leave for me with the, the, like the feeling of hope and success moving forward in their life. And so that's very important. Oh, that's, that is important. How long have you known you could do this? Um, I'm pretty sure son's birth, but at two years old is when my family knew that I was a medium and my mom was potty training me. And um, actually, it's kind of the short version of it is that 
My mom's father passed away when she was in her 20s, and they didn't actually, I was adopted, so adopt me until they were in their 40s, and her stepfather is my grandpa, and so they had never spoke of her father, um, gets a little complicated there, but <laughs> her father, and so when we, when she was potty training me, we were in the bathroom, and I said, mom, do you hear your dad singing, and she said, oh, you mean grandpa, and I said, no, your dad, so right there, she knew something was different, and I actually gave her a full reading um, about, and I kept saying his eyes, his eyes, over and over again, and to find out, well, she knew, but later, um, he died of lupus, and the only thing that they could donate was his eyes, so it was like really special to the family about his eyes, but they had never even spoke of him, his name, anything. I knew his name. Um, he followed me around as a child. Oh, so wow. I saw angels a lot. And so my mom would, I would say, mom, do you see that angel over there? And she would oh. go, yeah, sure I do. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Describe it to me. So um, I would also read people's minds. So we'd be in dentist offices and I would say exactly what the hygienist was thinking and they would take step back and, oh my gosh, did I say that out loud? My mom would say, no, I have an intuitive child. <laughs> We're working on social boundaries <laughs> right now. I'm not speaking that kind of stuff. So um it was definitely um, interesting growing up with gifts. It was hard and a blessing all at the same time. As a child, it's so much to take in. And I do worry about Carter being very intuitive as well because um, the toys will just go off <laughs> out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, there's spirits in the house. Like, you got to <laughs> tell your baby friends to go away, you know. It's almost time for nap time or it's time for bedtime. And so you'll see him kind of just be like, okay, you can leave now. And then Aww. if they come back and they play, he kind of does that little side smile like, ha <laughs> you're still here. And when he was a newborn too, um, he would do this thing where he would just cry in the middle of the night, like in the middle of a sleep. And so I would have to just put my hand over him and, and he didn't wake up. You could just see his face. And I said, you don't have to save the world. You just have to take a nap right now. Right. And so he would just completely calm down and go right back to sleep oh, so wow. blessing he has the gifts but also it's like okay but you get to rest and you get to be right have nap time sure yeah. sure i just have to say one thing real quick that um your mom was a blessing to you then as a child that she you know even if she didn't understand she understood enough to support you know who you were and what you're going through what you're seeing feeling and hearing etc you know i think that's quite the the blessing all in itself, you know, you hear these stories where parents are like, you know, like in Rod's case, you know, his parents are like, shh, don't say anything, you know, and a lot of these kids, you know, had these beautiful gifts and couldn't say it, nothing, you know, you can only be seen but not heard type of deal. And I think that's wonderful that your mom, you know, accepted what you had and still have, of course, um, and allowed it to play out and teaching you as well the boundaries like you had mentioned. I, I, I think it's great. I just want to pl put a plug in for Pat. <laughs> yeah, she's my biggest fan. Um, but I do resonate with that. When I was 15, I think I was 15, she got remarried. And she married a man that was a Christian and didn't want any part of my gifts, thought it was witchcraft. And he told my mom to tell me that it was fake. So for almost a whole year, because I think they were only married a year, um, she told me my gifts were fake, that they weren't real, that she had made all this stuff up with me. And it was really difficult for that whole year because I kept saying like, well, wait a second, I did all this great stuff. And she was like, no, you had a dream. It was really hard. And then after they divorced, um, she did realize that she made a huge mistake and that my gifts were really a blessing to me and that she had to be more open. And so that's when she admitted that 
the ex-husband kind of not forced her but persuade her and so that she apologized for that part of our life so um and we've we've now done a lot of forgiveness work around that but um throughout my whole life I think that she's been very supportive of my gift and I do appreciate that but at the same time she doesn't understand it so it's been like a lot of cross boundaries of you know why would you feel that way and if she as a minor you know she would lie to me and I would say well like every parent does right like you don't tell your kid every single thing because it's you know um not above their age is that how you say it or below right. their yeah right. so not age category wise and so she would say age, uh, age appropriate age appropriate thank you can't you get go. the word out I'm so <laughs> mad about it <laughs> no. but um she would say stuff and I would say um well you're lying and she would say well no I'm not and then I would call her on it and then she was like okay fine maybe that is the truth you know and so as a parent, you know, you also don't tell your child when you're upset all the time. Right. You know, you hide that kind of stuff. And all the time I would say, well, you're upset about something. And she would say, no, I'm not. And so we would have to get to the root of the issue. So I think it was hard for her having an intuitive child. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I bet. Well, I'm it's sure it's challenging for her. It's oh, exactly absolutely. right. Sorry, Me having three children that were intuitive and everything else, too, the same thing is you couldn't hide anything from them. You know, it's just... You know, they felt everything. And, you know, a lot of children do that. And, you know, it's, I love that, that you you embrace that. And your, you and your mom know that. that, that you can't hide anything from, from people that you love. And there's some things that you don't want to see, and you kind of let it go. But, yeah, I, I'm glad you, you embrace that. You, you just have to remember that with Carter, too, growing up, that you can't hide anything from Carter. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to see and feel everything, too. That, and, we, we actually have classes and we talk about raising an intuitive child. My mother and I co-team on that. And one of the biggest things that we tell parents is always speak the truth because Absolutely. they understand that lie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even now as adults, you know, how many times does even a friend just not want to discuss something, right? And they say, I'm fine. And other people will say, well, they're fine. They're just tired. And we're like, no, this is the issue. Like, let us help you. Mm-hmm. And so being a parent that has an intuitive child, it's better just to be honest and say, hey, right you know what, today's not my day, and that's okay, too. But I appreciate you trying to be there for me. So where do you do these classes at? Well, we've done them a lot at our psychic fairs, and then we've done them at Purple Lotus Fair as well. Um, And so we're thinking about writing a book and starting more of like a workshop setting. So um, we have a lot of parents that are like, well, I need you. I need to just feel supported in the community. I'm in a community where they don't understand the gifts in public school, and half of the class is intuitive because these little spirits are coming in and they're even almost more gifted than the three of us sitting here. I mean, they have some amazing, strong gifts and we're already strong, right? So just think of that energy being even stronger is like almost too intense for even me, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, Carter came in in a really cool way. He was adopted and he was just always meant to be part of my family. And so, um, but he showed up in a sun. Do you remember the sun picture of him that he actually showed up in the sun? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And his big blue eyes and little yes, cheeks. Yes, and yes, I was like, I think this is my unborn child. And people are like, uh-huh, sure it is. And, I mean, you can see there is a baby. I mean, it's not pushing it. There was a baby in the right, photo. Right, um, But more in, like, the clouds and the sun. But then when he was born, now everyone's like, oh, my goodness, that was Carter. Like, there's no denying the well, two photos a, no. together. So, oh, that's um, great. It's amazing yeah, how they yeah. come in, those little intuitives. Yep. So you mentioned the Phoenix Psychic Fair and that uh, you're – pretty big into that aren't you 
Yeah, so we own the Arizona Psychic Fairs, and that has been such a blessing to own that and know so many different light workers. We actually live in Prescott, so we don't even live in a small town. And so it's exciting to be part of that because I'm around people that inspire me to be a better psychic. They inspire me to do more spiritual growth, and it's just like-minded people. And so to kind of be the boss <laughs> of that group is nice because I'm not a very um, – how do I say? It? I'm not a great follower, right? I'm more like you, the leader. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and so it's been an incredible. My mom says I couldn't have paid for a better college education for you to just like oh, be, have your own business and do this. And actually, that's what I was going to say earlier about my mom being my biggest fan. I fell into really bad depression, and I was just not doing well. And this was um, about five years ago now. And she said to me, all right, what makes you happy? What makes you happy? We've tried everything. We've tried sports. We've tried different friends. We've tried moving. I mean, we, my mom's done singing lessons, which didn't work out very well. You know, (laughs) I mean, she's done everything to try to just basically make me happy at some level, like that inner happiness that you want for your children. And um, I said, only when I'm a medium, that's it. When I'm a medium, that's when I'm happy. And she said, all right, let's make business cards. Let's get you the best training in the world. Let's do whatever it takes to get you to be a psychic medium. If that's what makes you happy, I'm in. And so that's what she did. And so we actually, um, you know, Maggie Norton, who's now engaged to Jamie. (laughs) Um, She actually took a chance on me and she had a a company called Spirit in Motion and they did expos. And I came into her shop and I said, I want to be a reader. And she said, okay, (laughs) Let's see what you can do. And she gave a lot of patience and love, and I gave a really great reading. I communicated with her dog. I didn't even know I could communicate with dogs at that point, which is not my thing. I don't do animals, but it was just amazing to expand that. And so she put me in her expo, and that's how it all started for me. So Maggie's part of my big story in that. I love Maggie. We're going to see her tomorrow. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, we're doing a panel with Jamie. Oh. And Mozilla and that. Uh, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Clark is one of my mentors, actually, because he is one of the best of the best. And so my mom wanted me to be trained and educated on my gift. And the way he describes my gift is I would go in to mediumship and not really know that much. And I was just feeling so it was like, oh, crap, who's coming in? Like, let's see what happens. And so he really got me to kind of, you know, say, okay, where are we going with this gift? And how do you actually use it in a healthy dynamic for a business wise? Because, you know, when people come into a psychic medium, they want an accurate reading. They don't want you to be in a sense, they don't want you to be training. They want you, they're paying you professionally to give the best you can. So I have about a 98% accuracy. So that's pretty good in well, my that's readings really to great. know Absolutely. like everything. And so I'm very thankful for that. But it's a lot of, it's not a lot of pressure, but I guess it is, right? Because I always have to be on my A game. I always have to be the best channeler available. And so even if I'm having an off day and I'm not feeling good, and this has only happened a couple of times, to be honest, but I have had to reschedule my clients just because I have to be completely right. centered. And it. I told them that, you know, yep. I'm sorry, I'm having such an off day. I have to reschedule. They said, no, I want you to reschedule. Thank you for actually Absolutely. doing that. Yep. So no. I tried not to reschedule. <laughs> Well, you, well, that's really amazing. I'm just going to tell you, dear, that, that because I know what an amazing reader you are yourself. That I get to see energy and I get to feel it, and I get to see that you you have this amazing gift. And, and hands down, I think you're one of the best. I, I Aww, mean, that I you. see. And, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to tell you that even when you're not at your A game, 
you're still over 100%. Yeah. And I'm going to say that some of the other mediums that I know on that can't hold a candle to some of the things that I've seen that you have. And, that, and there's some pretty amazing people out there that I know myself and that you don't give yourself enough credit for who you are because you are an amazing person. Aww, thank you. The thing is, it's funny, is that um, we go to the, your fairs, you know, and everything else, that, and there's always this table with your name on it, and nobody's ever there. <laughs> I know. It's always funny to see that. It's always empty, and it's like because you're running around doing other things that you don't get to use your gifts. You're, you're running around making sure you're putting all the fires out and everything else. That, And I always told Cindy, it's like, you know, she just needs to sit down. You need to just allow everything to happen around you because you're so good at what you need. You need to people to hear what you have yeah. to say. Thank you. I actually do take my clients outside a lot. I, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that too, <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, um, more than less, I definitely am running around running the fair. My mom actually just mentioned that the other day. She's like, okay, do you really want to have that front booth? Because you're like not there and it's missing energy. And so she did say that. So it's interesting that you're bringing that up again. Validation for Validation. myself. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yes. So I have a question for you, honey. So I'm going to put you on the spot because you are so amazing that is there something you feel in this room about um, one of us or anybody out in the crowd and that you feel in somebody's um, energy or anything else? I know you're always drawn to Cindy for everything. So is there something you're feeling? I am drawn to Cindy, but that's because I want her to own her power more. And so a lot of times when I'm with her, I will just talk her up. And I do fully believe everything that's coming out of my mouth. But I... Um, I feel like sometimes I'm over dramatic with the compliments, and Cindy <laughs> kind of looks at me and she's like, "Thank you, thank you, <laughs> okay." But it's because I don't think you have a lot of people in your life that kind of build you up. They do, but they don't. Does that make sense? Like sometimes, wh- not not you. So <laughs> she's pointing at me, yeah. by the way. No, <laughs> but um, there are people that in our circle feel like they build us up but there's a lot of jealousy that stems from that and so what happens is they're building you up but they're energetically absolutely not building you up so you're feeling that right like that miscommunication of oh i am beautiful or i am something special or i am in my own power but where's that not so much either and so that comes from like the circle of the people that we hang around it's so important all light workers are with people that really are happy for them, like want them to truly succeed. And for me, I've had to cut out a lot of people in my life just in the last couple of months being a new mom, right? That's like being a new mom takes you a step back and you're like, wait a second, a lot of things aren't working in my life. So, um, but you have to have people that are really inspiring you and talking you up. And so a lot of times, Cindy, you're like that beautiful person that kind of sits in the back and they shine the light for everybody else, but it's oh. like your time to stand in your power, like 2018. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Super me. <laughs> Super me. Thank you so much. And I know I probably sound like a broken record, poor Rod. He hears it all the time, but I really feel like when I stepped into to this year, 2018, I was, I've been really feeling that, and there's some things that I'm trying to resolve as we speak so that can come about, I think, even more, you yeah. know. Um, I think once I do some cleaning house, let's just say, yeah. I think it'll be more ready, available. And I do, I feel that. You know, I felt it for quite a while, and maybe it's just divine timing. Maybe it's 
you know, my own self-worth and courage and et cetera, et cetera. And listening to people like you and Rod and feel that, you know, many others out there, you know, um, sharing what, sharing what they feel and see within their, and or around me. And it really helps to encourage me, you know, cause I, I've said before, I don't quite see and feel everything that you all do. So it's, it's, it's a challenge for me. Oh, well, that's a lie. You do feel everything <laughs> I, that we feel. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. Right there. You, well, you just, you know, you're kind of putting yourself down and putting us on a pedestal saying, well, we get more than you. That's really, you probably get more than the two of us sometimes, you know. <laughs> and so you have to really own that. And, and the thing is, it's okay to be wrong. Like, what if you make a comment about somebody or something or situation and you're wrong oh well you learned that that wasn't the right energy that wasn't the yes or no in the answer so you're learning but you're not we're not better than you we're equal Mm -hmm. completely but you also see and hear and feel and don't (laughs) fib me you can't fib a psychic it's not gonna happen thank you exactly we just talked about truth (laughs) yes we we see the truth in you cindy yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you. I so can you restate that statement again for me? <laughs> Are you gonna bleep it all out? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean for the crowd. Go yeah, ahead for the crowd. Yeah. All right. So I don't know what it was I said. I mean to replace, but I should, I guess, then say thank you, and I will honor what I have and step into my power. Yeah, and also you're just learning right now about mm-hmm. your gift and mm-hmm. yourself, and that's okay. So. We're not seeing or hearing more than you. You're just learning about how you see and hear things. Fair enough. I can accept that. That's, thank that's you. That's a very good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That was very, thank you. Know, you. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, a, in almost in a textbook type of explanation, and that's like a coloring book, in which you are a color therapist then, is that what she just said, is that you're just finally seeing the colors and what they mean to you. Oh, yes. And so she's, yeah, awesome, honey. That was greatly put. Yeah. And I personally know a lot of your clients, and they think you're amazing. So I would wow. let you. some of that go of, you know, you know okay. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I'm going to stop putting you on the spot. But you no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. I appreciate it. I really do. It, it just, you know, bumps me up that much more on a personal level for all this. Yep. Thank you. Right. Anything else, honey? You see, Phil? No, not right now. Awesome. I was going to say something about you, but that's okay. I think I'm going to just send you love. <laughs> oh, is it something bad? Am no, I dying? Oh, no. Am I, am I dying? I'll oh, be dying. Don't quote right? me. I don't know. No, I don't do death. <laughs> or I'll like die. Don't quote yeah. me. Is that what you said? You're not getting out alive. I can tell you that. But <laughs> Ooh. I use serious. I'm not immortal. No. Really? I, you know what? I think I would take that pill or drink the water. I think I would. Sometimes I think I wouldn't stay. Like, you know what I mean? Like when uh-huh. you have a hard day, you're like, oh, maybe I should just, why did I choose this route? You know? <laughs> but then other times I'm like, I would drink the water or uh, like I, eat the pill if I could live forever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? In my 20s, like I'm almost 30, but like 27, 28, just stay there forever. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Would oh, you? Would no. you take the pill? I would, but I'd be more in my 30s because it feels yeah. a little bit more balanced. Right. Not too young, not too old, just some nice balance. Yeah. Like a little bit old, like 37, 30, like 38 special. Oh. Yeah. I'll uh, take the number 30 special. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you take the pill or drink oh, the water? Oh, heck no. You, you want to, you are ready to go when I'm it's done. your time. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. It's just, I, I know that universe isn't going to tell I can say that you know as blatant as I want the universe isn't ready to take me in 
and I'm not ready to go. But, you know, I get jealous when people pass over and they're like, seriously? You know, it is. Wow. You know, I've had, what, two or three during-death experiences already. And coming back from each one of those, it's like, you know, that was beautiful. You know, the near-death experiences are beautiful on the other side. I'm not scared of dying. Because it's pretty on the other side, huh? It is. The it divine is. love. Well, you were with me. You saw it. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other story. We've actually had a lot of our other light workers in our community pass over. And that's been interesting to kind of just see boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And I've been trying to figure out, like, for myself, at least what the message is for me. And I think a lot of those people that I have seen pass over recently is from not filling up their own cup so right like they're always taking care of they're being the best light worker they know how to be you know we all have our own feelings on them it's just like but they were doing what they thought was the right thing always and always for everybody else and then what happens is nobody's filling up their cup nobody's telling them that they're beautiful and they can shine Mm -hmm. you know and that's really hard Oh, it is. It really is. It's and and I think that all three of us can resonate with absolutely. that, right? right? And probably a lot of the listeners as well. So um, actually, we lost Michael Young, who was a radio station host. Yeah. yeah. Journey into your light. I miss him. Oh, makes me cry. Um, me too. And so part of I looked at Michael's life, I knew him more on a personal level because I co-host with him. And what a blessing that was in an experience. But he really just gave to everybody else. Like he was a caregiver for his wife and she's ill and, you know, and then the radio station and giving back to the homeless. He did all these beautiful fundraisers. And it's such an amazing thing that he offered the world. But who was filling up his cup? I know his wife loves him and I know his kids were fantastic. I'm very aware of that. Um, But was the public giving him? Because I know when people would write in and say, like, not, I guess there were trolls on the radio station or however you say that, he would just get so upset about them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just, I hope he knows how loved he is. Well, you know, I always, I take every time opportunity I have to tell people what's from my heart. I always tell you how beautiful you are. I always tell Cindy how beautiful it is. In that. Every day, thank every you, day. thank you. And I always tell, you know, the people out there in the crowd that I love and dear that they are loved, and and I want them to know that it's when I look at a person, it's not me looking at them in a physical sense. It's I look at somebody from the inside out, and so when I see tell you how beautiful you are, it's me saying it how beautiful you're inside, and I think that is what you're talking about is that filling their cup up is that their their love bucket is empty inside because. You could have all the friends in the world and feel the loneliest person in the world, mm-hmm. and that's and that's has been uh, a lot of cases of that we have is that because you're not internally getting what you need, and so it is. Well, you need to be doing. A lot of my clients have this issue, and what it really comes down to of what I figured out so far mm-hmm. is that you need to be living your soul's purpose. So we are very fortunate that our sole purpose is our career, right? But we still need to be having fun, right? Because our sole purpose is more about helping and catering to everybody else at some level. And we love that. We wouldn't change that about ourselves for a second. But we need to be going and having fun and doing other things. Mm -hmm. Where some people that aren't doing their career as their sole purpose are in that stuck zone 
where they're going, wait a second, nobody's filling up my cup. The people around me aren't doing it for whatever reason. If you have toxic people around you, or like you said, you just, that inner stuff isn't working, you know? And so the biggest thing is to go and do stuff that actually fills up your cup. Even if that's roller skating or bowling or skydiving, if you're crazy fun, you know? (laughs) Um, But you have to be doing a radio show. I mean, whatever makes you smile, you got to be filling that up. Because as we know now, other people don't fill up our cup. We fill nope. up our cup. Absolutely. And it sucks sometimes, right? Because we look for other people like, please give me that inner love. I was checking Aww. on the baby there. <laughs> yeah, a little Carter just went by again. So anyway, I have to tell you something. That if you guys are hearing other voices in the in the background of that, it's interesting as I'm hearing um, a male voice every once in a while that's coming through the headset here. And it's uh, it's like, they want us to talk and, and it's, it's like a radio, you know, it's like, shh, and then their voice will come through. And it's really interesting to be hearing that because I don't, I mean, there's, it's not hooked to any radio or anything else than that. So we're picking up outside energies that is coming that want to speak through us and everything. Are you feeling any of that? Are you, it, um, if anything, it's probably a family member of mine because they tend to hang out with me Aww. and want to support me. Um, but I was not hearing the voice. So right, that right. means I'm too connected to it because a lot of times right. I can't see my family or feel yeah. them because I'm still in that, I yeah. guess, what would be considered the grieving, right? We go through the seven right. cycles over and over again, depending on what goes on in our life. But yeah, um, my dad did pass, so it could be him. Yeah. Did or you, my grandpa. We were talking about right. my grandpa. It's a male. Earlier. It's a male energy. It's a male person that's talking. That um, I, I know you're from Prescott area, and that, but this person is actually it sounds like he's from Payson area and everything else. As and as a male, and that um, I don't know. It's, it's 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 really interesting. Is that I picked up Payson and I picked up male and everything else. And that so, but I'm not sure why I hear Payson in my head. But anyway, it's, it's, it's really interesting to actually hear this voice and everything else too uh, that's trying to come through in that during. We've had some crazy stuff. We had, um, we've had cameras turn on today, you know, while we're doing the podcast <laughs> and that. And it's, you actually have to flip the switch to turn it on. So, you know, but it's, you get us a, a, all of this energy in here, you're going to have something happen, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to you. <laughs> you beautiful you and that you know what it is it you know what it's like to be a psychic medium you know uh, Cindy and I both being intuitive and everything having children and that but what is it like to have a realization at a young age and having a young child and that what is it like to have what is your life like having that baby in your life and being a psychic medium just um, knowing things. Animal. I would say that Animal. my life is actually pretty busy, probably maybe even compared to most, just because it's like you basically have, um, you know, a radio station times five in your ears all the time. So everything's coming at you, all this information, and it's kind of up to me to say, no, I don't want that information, or this information is valuable to my life at the moment. And that's with every second, literally, not just. So my mom always says, I'm always thinking. Like, I just never turn off my brain at night even. And that is kind of an issue, like sleeping for me. I don't really sleep as well as most people, but I always have to sleep, like, more than eight hours. Like, if I can't just sleep for, like, I can't take a nap for two hours. I'm not one of those kind of people because when I shut off, I have to completely shut off. Right. Um, And as a mom, I would say that 
it's interesting because I parent very different Carter. I'm very like, um, I talk to him all the time. Like I tell him why we're doing certain things or I just have, yeah, I would say that I have a very different way of parenting than majority of the people in my life. So sometimes they'll look at me and they'll be like, why did you do that? Or why are you doing that? And I'll explain to them that I just think it's the right thing. And I've talked to Carter about it and him and I have discussed it and that's what we're going to do. And so it's really about me owning my power and being like, this is my child. He chose to come through me. He couldn't come through me. So he had to go through somebody else. And that makes our relationship even more powerful because it's like, there's a little soul sitting in heaven that said, oh, I can't go through her to have her be my mom, so I have to use somebody else as a vessel to get all the way back to her. And so it's made me, I wouldn't say love him more than people that have given birth, (laughs) but adoption is a very different thing. It's a very, um, you're born from the heart. And so with him, we're very like heart centered, always together. So um, when I'm away from him, I'm like, oh, my baby, he misses me. Or I know (laughs) when he misses me. And that's another hard thing. If he's with grandma or he's with a, you know, a friend. It's like I can hear my kids say I miss you where most parents like have to kind of tune that out and go do their errands or work. And I can hear my little boy go, mommy. And I'm like, oh. And if I'm with clients, you know, I tell him, okay, I'll be, you know, two and a half hours and this is what time I'm going to get back. And you can hear him. If I'm five minutes late, he's like, where's mom? And I'm like, oh. Like, and it's such a blessing, right? Yeah, but then absolutely. on the flip side, you're like, where do I get a break? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know, I don't really get a leeway. And it's the same way. Yeah, I would say that I'm very busy, but don't you guys feel busy in your everyday lives? I mean, I'm sure everybody does, but there's different of being a light worker. It's mm-hmm. like we really never turn off. I know they talk about turning the dial and the radio down, but I mean, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post yesterday, but there was a spirit in my security camera right yeah. and somebody said yeah. they saw three i saw two pretty clear and a lot of people were posting my friends were like oh my gosh like they're always around you like oh <laughs> like do you ever get a break no somebody no. else called me a, a spirit concierge they're just like standing in line spirit waiting concierge. for me so like it's like yeah it feels like a lot i mean even just going to a trip of costco especially with the energy being so thick right now and a little on the dramatic side in general of a society going even just shopping or anything is very draining on me because i'm picking up everybody's stuff and me i want to like heal everybody at whatever (laughs) capacity i'm capable like send them love send them light and that's such a you know, maybe a touche thing that we say all the time, send love. But like, I feel like you and I, especially, we always are trying to send love. Like that's really who we are. And it's one of our most beautiful gifts. But it also at some level is something that there's boundaries with that, right? right? Because you're giving love to everybody, but who's giving love back to you? You know? No, Cindy doesn't love me at all. (laughs) Whatever. You love me, Christy, don't you? Yes. Cindy loves you. Uh, I think Susie loves me more than... Yeah, see, Susan's <laughs> shaking her head. No, I, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different type of as, aspect. What you said about we are never at rest. Our spirits never at rest. The more we become in tune to who we are, mm-hmm. the less rest we get, and and that means our physical body has to match our spiritual body instead of our spirit matching our physical. Our spiritual made our physical to experience what we need to experience and so if we get exhausted and tired in that in the physical world that's because 
we're using way too much of our own energy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. If we use the spirit's energy and the universal energy to give love out. It's 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 easy. You know. It's, you know, one of my mentors told me that really good psychic mediums are always a little overweight. Now, I need to lose some weight. I'm not going to lie, but they're always a little pudgy, and that's because you have to remain grounded. And I thought, like, oh, that's just like her coughing out about my weight, but it's true. It really is. Like a lot of the best psychics you see have a little weight on them. Not maybe unhealthy. There's a difference, right? But just a little pudge because we just have to physically stay completely grounded because we can just rise straight up mm-hmm. if we were thin. Well, okay. I, I kind of differ with that. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't see anybody, I don't see their body types or anything else because that's not what I see in a person. That's, I, you know, until, until you point something out, I'm not going to see it. Right. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying? Because Part of how much you love. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. That's exactly. I don't see something. You have to tell me that you're this, that before I'll right. even see it. Because you see the soul, not the Absolutely. physical. Absolutely. Right. And that's what how I live my life. But okay. So imagine as if a, a bodybuilder works his muscle that gets bigger and bigger. And so does our soul as we work it and bring it closer in that. And our body realizes that and tries to fit the soul. As a soul grows in strength, our body thinks it has to expand to fit that spirit. And that's that part of that. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I agree that, that there's some of the most amazing intuitives in that, you know, seemed, they, they say, tell me that they're overweight. It's not that, because if you see the spirit, you see this great big light, this huge light behind him and everything else. That's what I'm seeing. It's like, you know, the physical body's nothing in that. And, you know... And I wish that was so true in our society. I really do wish that people saw, especially somebody who struggles with their weight, people for who they truly are Mm -hmm. and not that physical part. But it's really not our society. And even though we try so hard to bring that to surface as lightworkers and there's more kind of, you know, the last couple of years has really been about just people in general coming into their own gifts, like being like, wait, there's something more to life. I'm seeing things. I'm feeling things. But as a society at this point, we are still so focused on body image and and sexuality and all that stuff. And so hopefully, you know, even by the time Carter goes to middle school, I'm praying that we get to a point where we're seeing the soul like you are. But yeah. But you're an old soul, so you're coming around over and over again, and you're seeing what life is really about, where a lot of people are still surface level. Right. And so it's unfortunate. Well, it is. And, and to me, I th- I've grown up that I was in a very sheltered life, I guess, because I grew up thinking everybody saw people this way. And I was really hurt to realize that not everybody sees people that way. That you, people see them in, in a different aspect. That, that this is not my type. This is not my type. And that, and, and you know, you never taste the love. You know, and that's the part of it is that we use all our senses for everything and that, but nobody ever talks about tasting the love. And there is a taste to it. There's a there's a sensibility to it. And that it's like close your eyes and taste love. You see more about the real person if you close your eyes and meet that person. And, so and, true. And, and mm-hmm. I love it is that the, the, the accuracy of, of that is that when a person comes into your life and you see them for what's in, what's in their heart and that they're the most beautiful people in that. And I, and I grew up in, in not so nice of a, 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 you know, type of life, you know, that not everybody was nice about that, but I still see the beauty in them and everything else. So if you need to, you need to close your eyes and just feel yeah. and hear and taste. That's that's a kind of important thing. 
Um, I know we got kind of off the subject about the mom and, and psyching that. Uh, you but know, it was a good subject. It yeah. is, yeah. It's actually being a that, parent and right a medium. Yeah. So, so how about you and Cindy? You know, Christy brought that up that that you also were a mom and, and, and intuitive and that. Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of uh, things did that play in your life? Well, you know, I. Um, <laughs> had a little noise here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Huh? Um, well, no, I, you know, once I was growing within myself and who myself is and learning and et cetera, I, you know, shared it with my boys and to allow them to see and feel and understand just in case they were, whether I don't know if they were or not, but they joined in on my reindeer games and, <laughs> you know, it was really cool, you know, because I know these kids, you know, are very gifted, you know, and these millennials are just really something out there. I mean, I mean, in a good way, you know, and maybe a different way. No, I'm kidding. They're sweet. They're beautiful. Um, and for me to just be a mom, to allow them to be open to that, just in case, you know, they're, they're going through experiences and they're not sure, I felt like that was kind of cool on my part, you know. I, was, I felt like the cool mom to, to show this and produce this, to, you know, share this with my kids. But um, to... You know, also share my gifts with the others out there is, you know, wonderful too. And so go ahead, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I no, no, absolutely not. Talk about millenniums for a second because a lot of people say, per se, negative things about new millenniums, but I have a not very, me. No, I have <laughs> a very different take on it. I think that they are the new energy coming in. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people say that they feel entitled, I think that. We're looking at it from like a 1950s to a now and, you know, we work for everything we get and, and, that, and that's so important, right? Like you can't take, you have to mm-hmm. give back to the world too. But I think that there was a level of society for so long that thought that our only job was to give and not receive. And I think new millenniums are coming in and they're going, but the receiving feels good. That's Mm -hmm. nice. So now the newer kids, like even five and below, are coming in and they're showing that balance. So you can give and you can receive. Mm -hmm. So it's the one extreme to the other. And now these little ones are coming in and showing the balance. And then my mom makes this joke all the time um, in our intuitive kids program is just that I was the kind of kid that if an adult was wrong, I would say that. And people would say, you can't talk back to adults. And I would say, (laughs) I'm not talking back. I'm just telling you that you're absolutely wrong in the situation. And my mom would be like, oh, we don't, we don't do that, you know. But then she realized that I was going to do it anyway because that was my soul saying you're wrong. And, and raising Carter now, I'm like, you know, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you know everything. And right. I, I don't think that a child should interrupt and be rude and condescending. Right, absolutely. absolutely. I would not encourage that. But can they speak their truth? Can they say that? They believe in a in a different opinion. Why would we raise our kids to be anything other Absolutely. than that? Right. You know, you want them to speak their truth. Yes, balance, kindness, love with what they're saying, no matter what it is. But you don't want them to not speak their truth, right? That's how we've had uh-huh. different situations come up where people haven't said their truth and filled up their own cup, and then they have addictions, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. There you go. Absolutely. You, you hit it right on the nose. It's like I raised my children that way to express themselves and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, and everything else that I tell you what, it's, it's a cold slap in your face when uh, you have a child come back at you and, and, and 
act more like a parent than you do yourself. And he's like, whoa. Because, you know, my society growing up, and my family was um, a child was seen but not heard, you know, that type of thing. And and um, courtesy was everything and that. And, and I kind of wanted to change all that. I mean, I didn't want to abuse my children. I didn't want to spank them. I didn't want to beat them and everything else. But I want them, I wanted them to feel free to speak what they need to speak. And they do. And sometimes it's, it's, it's feels a little harsh sometimes, but it's a good harsh. You know what I'm saying? The new millenniums also, they're not going to back down. And part of that is that Mm -hmm. extreme that I'm talking about. They can't back down who they are because if they did, then they would become some of the issues that we're already seeing with the society as a whole. So they have to come in, be the extreme, we're this, we're that, blah, blah, blah. And then the five-year-olds come in less less than five and they bring in that balance so it has to happen and for my mom you know I'm only 27 and you know she'd be like stop you know like (laughs) calm down but it's like but I I couldn't it was just part of my soul journey and after as a parent she accepted who I am Mm -hmm. and said you know to be honest you really suck at this this and this like that is just not your thing even though it was her thing and she wanted it for Mm -hmm. me it's not my thing I'm over here a businesswoman she's a businesswoman you know so she appreciated that part of me but there are other parts of me that she's like I don't like that I don't want you to be that no but once she finally said okay I love who you are, and I'm just going to accept you. And you may not be exactly who I need you to be as your parent, but I need you to be you. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And once we got to that point, she has been my best friend, biggest fan. I mean, we've had our issues. You know, I, I put her on a pedestal because she is the best mother for me. I couldn't have asked for a better mom. But she's also, we, we've had that mother-daughter dynamic. <laughs> like, she's out in the hall probably going, yeah, we have many, many times. But um, it's so important when you appreciate your child. And then on the flip side, you appreciate your parents for what mm-hmm. they actually gave, brought to the table for you. You end up having this phenomenal relationship with mm-hmm. the mother-child. We were just reading this book. Um, I think it's called... The light is the new black, something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. It's so good. And she talks about how she chose her parents and how, like, she viewed them prior and, like, all the stuff. Then she had this uh, past life regression, and then she ended up seeing them, um, like, she got to choose who her parents were. So there were, like, three different choices. And it was interesting the way that she described her parents in that description because it showed why she chose them. Instead of seeing all the bickering and all the chaos and the everyday, you know, do this, do that, she right. saw them for actually what they brought to the table. And I would have picked them, you know, out of the three choices. And so when I did that with my mom and I was like, look at all the amazing things I've got to experience by being her daughter, I'm like, I would choose her every time, every single time. And my dad, he passed away, but I would choose him too. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. You know, it's that's interesting. Is that uh, that was a, that's for another whole another conversation because you know I think we all choose our, our parents and, and, and our life and too. And yeah, our life exactly. I think there's contracts that we have to go through, but that's a whole other thing. I want to get more about you and, and and because we have a little bit of just a little bit of time left, I want you to tell me what it would be like to have a session with you. 
So you can do over the phone or come to Prescott in my office, and you sit down with me, and it's I ask you to write down questions. That's the first step. So you to put your first name and your questions. And depending on how many minutes you have, I really try to get to all the questions. We have a conversation. I channel spirit if that's what's needed. If you're looking for mediumship, if you're looking for psychic, I tell you what I see. A lot of times I do try to find two visions in the reading, so that way um, it kind of lets you you co-create your life instead of me just coming at you and telling you you're going to have two kids. This is how it's going to be. Um, sometimes you're right. There are things in our soul contract that are going to be people say, I don't want kids. I'm like, you're going to have a kid. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just let it go now and let's be happy about that. And we talk about those, why you don't want kids and, you know, and, and I really get into the root of the problems because I think the most important thing for me as a psychic is to understand your past of why you are the way you are now and have no judgment and respect in that so that you can feel comfortable and go, the, she's not judging me. She's just trying to say, look at it from a different angle. Right. So, um, and then, you know, the sessions are uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, I would say majority, I've been so blessed with amazing clients who are on my vibration. That's what I ask for so that, I can actually serve them and make them feel good. And my biggest thing is that you walk out that door and you feel hopeful, happy, healing processes happening within yourself. Um, I really strive to make sure my clients feel happy when they leave. And sometimes they've had to stay a little extra because I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, you know, hold on a second. Let's come this back. And then they'll say, well, I'm glad I saved the extra 10 minutes because I really needed right. that extra little step, you know. But the thing is, when you have a psychic that's accurate, people know you're right, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Absolutely. They're not constantly being like, what do you mean? You know, what is that? So if I can read your past, then at least we're on the same vibration. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Christine Nicole.net. Good. <laughs> That's what we're going to see. She read my mind. She knew that I was going to ask that next. I want how to get a hold of you. Of course, is, you know, you go with Christine Nicole.net. Um, but is there a phone number or anything else? There I is. Do? My office number is 928-848-7246. But you book appointments online and everything. All right. so. Absolutely. So good. Uh, that's that's amazing, honey. That uh, you have these amazing gifts, and, and mm -hmm. I just love it. You know, well, what, thank everything you, for you having do. Me. Oh gosh, honey, this is we got to do this again. I mean, You're there's so two much of more. My favorite people, oh. so I'm thank very you, honored just You're to be in ours. your guys' presence oh, as well. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. We're honored to have you here. Thank and you. The interesting thing is, is that Cindy and I have kids your age that are your age. That is, like, yeah, your age, yeah. Your age. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're sitting here going, it's like, gosh, she's so beautiful and everything. It's uh -huh. but what you carry about yourself in that is you, you fit everything. You know, you fit with in with everybody. Thank you. And it's not your age that makes who you are. It's what you carry around and... It's amazing, honey. You're well, I'm an old soul, so oh, I've been here honey. a few times. You have. You've, I like hanging out with adults. I mean, you know, more like as a teenager, adult right. more than my own age. Right. You're, you're I did not, the same thing as a young child. You're not calling us adults, right? Don't call us adults. <laughs> We're not adults. I, I'm <laughs> well, still a kid at heart. just said our kids are her age. I know, but I'm still a kid at heart. My, my kids are more mature than I am. I know, right? <laughs> and if people got one thing out of this, I really hope that you fill up your own cups. I know a lot of people on here right now listening are these wonderful love, light people that mm -hmm. really want to send love. But make sure you're sending love to yourself, please. Make sure at once a week at least you're doing something just for you, even if it's a day to yourself. It's a day to get your nails done, roller skating, anything. Amen. Go do you. You deserve it. 
Absolutely. ChristineNicole.com or dot dot net. net. Sorry, ChristineNicole.net. Yeah. <laughs> net. Yes. She's a, she's a very amazing woman that uh, there'll yes. be more information on our podcast uh, information. So how to get to hold of her and everything else. As I always say, you are loved and I am blessed. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Cindy, very much. Thank you, Rod, and especially you, Miss Christine Nicole. You're just a delight and a love. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. Bye, a, everyone. Thank have you. Have a great night, honey. Love you.